Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Nerdcaster. I'm Joe, and with me is Lori, and today is the follow-up to the Rogue One Part 1 episode. Hello, hello. Um, so we kind of went over um, our first thoughts in the movie, um, kind of, you know, would we recommend it to other people, how it fit with the um, overall Star Wars universe, how enjoyable it was, um, just to recap a little bit. Um, I found the movie very enjoyable, totally worth seeing in theaters. I know it had a couple of mixed reviews, but, um, there wasn't really a lot of negative things I could say about it. Um, Joe, uh, you know, you had a few, you had a few little things, but yeah, I, uh, to me, it felt more of a war movie. I didn't watch anything going into the movie, so I didn't know what to expect. So I was expecting a standard Star Wars movie like every other episode before this. However, it was a out of the 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 episode, so to say, type of movie, and it was supposed to be a standalone. I still don't know how I feel about it. I'm uh, gonna have to watch it again, but it was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. It is a movie I will watch again to to uh, to get more into it. The Star Wars movies, like like all of the other ones, have plenty of planets and character names to keep track of. So I think that's a, a bit of my issue as well. Yeah, to give you a little bit of background, Joe really doesn't like anything, so just to, <laughs> Especially uh... when it deals with space. <laughs> I have a problem with time travel and space travel. He's like, why is this feels like a war movie. Why? And it's like, well, Star Wars? I want my Jedi. <laughs> I want my Jedi. I want, I want my lightsabers. I want to see some lightsaber battles. I want it to be like medieval times in space. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're gonna get a little bit more in depth with the um, with the plot in this uh, in this show. Um, so to start off with, you um, you you're introduced to Galen Urso, mm-hmm. and uh, he he gets visited by the director. By the way, he's Cassilius, not Galen Urso. Uh, Cassilius, um, for those who've seen Doctor Strange, um, the actor. Um, Mads Mickelson? Michelson? Mickelson. Mickelson. He played Cassilius, uh, the main villain in Doctor Strange. Um, which at first, you know, not that it was too hard to place. He's a very distinctive He's got a distinctive face. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually trying to, you know, um, figure out a different word for that. I want to rhyme, but, you know, whatever. Um, so his wife, she gets killed. Um Daughter goes into hiding. There, there seems to be a contingency plan. He seems, you know, to expect a visit from the director, and he's, you know, not abducted, but he's taken um, to work on the Death Star, which you know, Project Stardust, which they make references to Stardust throughout the whole movie. And then it's like, oh, at the end, um, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but um, you know, too far ahead to the end of the movie. That w- is what ends up being the code name for the Death Star project. Um, so then, you know, after that whole scenario, you see Jin, she gets, you, you know, you don't see her grow up. It kind of fast forwards, you know, um, after Saw Guerrera finds her, um, that's part of Galen's contingency plan. She ends up, she's in, uh, she's in jail and she ends up getting out, um, broken out by the Rebel Alliance who discover who she is and need her help to need find her, her father. Well, not so much to find, yeah, to find, to be able to get information from Sagarara and, uh, you know, see where that leads. And it's the best lead they had in years. And, you know, unbeknownst to her, the mission that she gets assigned with, with Cassian, 
he um you know he's ordered to kill her father which you know she you know guesses as much after um they do end up finding him and uh he gets killed by um rebel missiles that attack the base that he's at and um so their relationship takes like a minor hit but that doesn't seem to stop either of them until they get back to the um you know get back to the rebel base the rebel headquarters and she relays you know she sees the message that um galen urso sent you know i kind of just skipped a really important part so galen urso sends uh sends a cargo pilot uh, with a message about the Death Stars, it's the fact that it's being created, and to you know, pretty much let the Rebel Alliance know, and then therefore the Senate to stop the Empire from creating something that's going to you know be a planet killer. Um, so they go on with the with the with the pilot and with Asian Daredevil, as Joe mm-hmm. likes to call him, and his protector, his enforcer, um, Malbus. And what's Asian Daredevil's name? Chirrut. 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 Yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, so a ragtag band of characters go on an impossible mission. You know, it's not a premise we've never seen before. Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. <laughs> um, I think in Guardians, there's a lot more chemistry in the cast. You know, that's where they got that kind of you know. Right. It was a fun movie. Like I said, this is this to me felt more like a more war movie. It was more serious than. Than fun, right? So where in Gal in um in Guardians, you know they're ta- they're essentially st- saving the universe, and in this case in Star Wars they're saving um you know planets you know from the Empire. So you you have more at stake in Guardians actually if you had to think of the grand scale of everything. Yeah. But yeah, this this film was definitely a lot more serious. Um, a couple of moments of comedy, nothing that really stuck out to me. So not something that's lighthearted by any means. Yeah, it's nobody in the theater laughed at the, the funny parts, yeah. at least to my knowledge. It was kind of like, you know, it was an attempt to really, you know, maybe lighten the mood a little bit, but th- there wasn't a lot. A lot of the, a lot of the comedy came from, uh, K2SO, which is the... Um, the new droid. The new droid. The, he's an Imperial droid that got reprogrammed, you know, for rebel purposes, and he is a tactician. Uh, very suspicious of Jin. His comments were probably... They're the funniest in the movie, but that was, you know, pretty much the only reason why he was there. And actually, out of everybody, you know, spoiler alert... Um, if you didn't know that already. If you didn't know that already, well, everybody dies, you know, including including the droid... I was probably more upset that he died than, than any other character, and it was a it was a it was a robot. Yeah. But um, so anyway, their mission they end up being they go to steal the plans. Um, Cassian and Jen's relationship gets better because he stands behind her after she views her father's message, and you know she doesn't get to keep it. You know, there's no time to, you know, collect the you know the, the hologram message the the flash drive. Yeah. Um, no time to collect it. So you have, you know, half the Alliance who believes her and, you know, the other half that don't. And they make a decision not to try to get the plans. But uh, Cassian joins her with a with a bunch of uh, other rebels behind him. And then they go on the mission. Um, they are successful. But again, everybody dies. Um, the plans do make it to Leia, which, you know, then, you know, that would be the beginning of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, like we discussed last um, on last episode, 
uh, when Leia arrives or, you know, she's, you see her in the film, she, you know, the Carrie Fisher from 30 years ago, it was amazing. I think it was more than 30, but yeah. 30, 40, <laughs> 50, 100. Whatever. I mean, we all saw The Force Awakens. We saw how she looked there. And not bad, you know, to me, still a little bit too old to just say, like, oh, I'm the parent of, like, you know, an emo kid in his mid-20s. But, <laughs> you know, she, you know, but, you know, you, you take the stretch where you can. I think it would have been better posed if if, uh, if Kylo Ren was their grandkid rather than their uh, yeah. child. But, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not a, a film writer by any means. Um, but so that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Um, I, like I said, it, it was okay. There's a, a lot of planets between Lamu, Jedha, Edo, um, Scarif, Edo, 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 Mustafar, too much to keep, to keep together. And then like characters, you had the Ursos and, and Guerrero. So for me, Going through the plot, I understood the main main feel of the plot. Again, you said it was nothing earth-shattering. It's something we've seen before. So for me, it's more about the world and, and what's going on and, and it being another Star Wars movie in that universe, which is why I'll see it again as I'm a fan of all of them except the episodes one, two, and three. That being said, my favorite part of the movie is the entrance of Darth Vader and him going on that killing spree at the end of the movie to try and retrieve the plans before they leave on that, that uh, escape pod or, or other ship to bring him to Leia. You know, in that last scene where he is, where he's just kind of killing off all these um, all these rebels to yeah. get to the um, to get to the Death Star plans. I don't know if it seemed like effortless for him. It but is. They're def- well, no, I actually felt like it was a little like stilted. It was. I think maybe if it was like choreographed a little better or maybe a little bit smoother, he kind of, it kind of. He just walks through them. He he walks through them, but I I don't know. I just had a feeling like it could have been done a little bit better. It didn't look effortless to me. It kind of just looked like. Like the rebels didn't try or something? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was it, but it just didn't look. I think, you know, for Vader coming in and just going through all these people, I think it could have, you know, I think maybe you should have spent a little more time on that. It could have been way more epic. I liked it. I mean, it was the only part of the movie where you do see a a Jedi, I guess, or, or a fallen Jedi, a Sith Lord, uh, and and a lightsaber. So, of course, it's it's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you take that into consideration. It is pretty cool, but that doesn't mean it couldn't have been done any better. Oh, I don't disagree. I think a lot of things in this movie could have been done a bit better. Like I think Asian daredevil guy could have been somebody else that I could more relate to than some blind guy who's not even using the force to fight all these people. I mean, I don't I don't that was a little over the top for me with that guy. I mean, who knows because all the Jedi were massacred, you know, it's very possible that he had all those mitochlorians or whatever they call them. Like, you know, they have a high concentration for people who are Jedi. And, you know, maybe he was one of those people. He is older. It could that it could be that he lived in isolation. It was never visited by other Jedi to be kind of enfolded in their group. But it's very possible, you know, maybe... He did have some force powers. It, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, because, like, the guy could... He, he had some pretty superhuman abilities. Like, much more so than somebody, you know... 
um, you know, on the level of like Daredevil, and he was trained for years. I mean, I have no idea. You don't get really too heavy. A backstory. Uh, most of the characters, you really don't. Yeah. The only character you really get a backstory for is Jin. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's not too much of a backstory. So, you know, I didn't even occur to me until right now. But, yeah, not a lot of character development. I'd be really interested to know what Cassian's background was. He makes a couple references to his past. You, you know, mean a poor man's Han Solo? That's what he looks like to me. He's not even a pilot. I mean... What no. do you mean he's not a pilot? He flies the ship. No, the cargo pilot flies the ship. Then what the hell was he doing? He flew the ship with K2SO at the one point when picking up Jin. Okay, I mean... they did, he, the, the pilot didn't fly the ship till they realized he was in that jail thing, and they used him to fly the ship because Cassian and Jin had to go retrieve the plans. Yeah, but the I mean the pilot took them to Edo and he also took them to Scarif. So that's I mean, two major destinations. I mean, really, you only see K two S. So they come out of the Rebel headquarters and they go to Jeddah. Yeah, but he's ca- Captain Cassian Andor. What is he the captain of? His ship is Han Solo a captain? Yeah. Whatever semantics. <laughs> semantics. Good point, but whatever. Um, no, I don't. I think he's a very different character than Han Solo. Well, we don't know. We don't have a backstory. We don't have a backstory, but he's not nearly as um, I don't know. He he handles, smug. He's not. Yeah, not really. Not really smug. He's more. You know, I take this shit very seriously. I'm in the Rebel Alliance. I've done some nasty things. Things that I'm, I'm not going to tell you what those nasty things are. And apparently, I have a crew of twenty guys who are going to join you. They've also done some pretty horrible things that we're not going to talk about. So it's, you know. And Jin's kind of like, oh, great. You know what? I have all these people who've done really horrible things going to join me on my quest. You know, one of the things I'd be thinking about is just like, okay, well, shit, like how horrible are the things that they've done? And are they going to slit my throat the first opportunity they get? Because you have all this hate towards Galen Erso, you know, to where Cassian, he wasn't even going to, he wasn't going to defy orders. And but, he was going to kill him, even though he didn't know the full story. He was just going to do it because he was ordered to. So, I mean, you you don't really know. I mean, she could have been walking into a trap. She almost did, you know. I mean, and you know, Cassian didn't pull the trigger. You know, he didn't shoot her father. He didn't kill him. Um, but it was still his mission to do so. Right. So I think the trust level. It's just like, oh, you have my back. You're going to stand behind me. And then all of a sudden, like all is forgiven. I'm not really sure how much, you know how much trust I would give him or his crew, people that, you know, she doesn't even know. And in fact, you don't really know, like, did she make any, you know, friends or acquaintances growing up? Did she, you know, have, what else did she have growing up unless she just essentially grew up alone? Uh, You know, she was abandoned at 16 by Saw. Yeah. I mean, if you read into it, there's a, there's, there's stuff online about it, like in the Star Wars wiki and stuff. Uh, that go into her her background a little more. I'm guessing there was some sort of book or some kind of extended Star Wars universe thing about her because there there was more in the online wiki that I I read than than in the movie. And for the sake of the movie, and I'm sure not everybody out there has read the book. I'm gonna keep what I read off of that out of here. But there is more to her backstory, and I'm, I'm sure there's more to all these other people's backstories. It just wasn't in the movie, right? Or you know, and and realistically, there really there wasn't time. I felt like the movie was a little too long. And, I but that's, agree. That's, that's, that's every single Star Wars film I've ever seen, I always feel like they're just a, they're a shade too long. There, there's parts in this one where I, I think I felt myself nodding off a little bit. I mean, I can't put my finger on which ones now, but there, there were some parts I felt were a little boring. And I think that also contributed to why I'm still on the fence of 
is this a good Star Wars movie or is it just a good movie? Right. And I appreciated the fact that they were able to wrap the story up in one film. Like, I kind of like that, that I don't have to wait two more years for another installment to kind of either finish the story or whatever it is. Because, you know, I had a hard ending. Um, not like but, seven. Yeah. Not like, but I, I feel like uh, after they, you know, see Galen on, on Edu, that, you know, he's dead. Uh, or they get the message from Saw. After that whole thing kind of wraps up, like after they go to the Rebel, when they go back to the Rebel base, I felt like the movie could, could have ended there. It could have ended there. And then when they were preparing for their mission in Scarif, that, you know, that was at that point, I felt like the movie's getting a little long. See, but the the whole point in Scarif and them retrieving the plans is the whole point of the movie in order to set up a new hope. So the parts that you're talking about earlier, I think, are the ones that may have, could have been shorter or altogether left on the on the cutting room floor. I understand why some of them were in there, but... I'm sure there are scenes in there that we, we didn't need or could have been done shorter. Could have just been shorter scenes. Well, what I was getting at it by, by cutting the movie at that point in time, it's just like you had enough. To create a whole other movie is yeah. what you're saying and, and shoehorn another one in between three and four? Yeah, you could have done it. I can't, I'm glad they didn't. But still, you know, again, the movies seemed a little long. You had, you had multiple, you know, multiple climaxes really. You know, between getting the plans from um, or getting the message from Saw uh, and uh, and getting to Galen, get, you know, getting to Galen and getting, you know, that kind not, not that it was pointless, but that also, you know what, maybe that is a part that could have been a little bit shorter. And I, I think so, too. I mean, it took a lot of time for for him for uh, uh, Cassian to get there. And then he was setting up like he was going to snipe him and Jin going out to, to, to get to her father. Them having that, that brief conversation, him dying and, and the rebels coming in to blow shit up, I think that was a little dragged out. I think that's one of the parts, if I do remember correctly, that I started nodding off. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they cut that down maybe by like two minutes, three minutes, I think it, it would have been a little better. We we didn't need to see him uh, shimmying uh, across uh, – Cassie shimmying across the – the ledge or whatever he was doing. Yeah, and therefore, and then seeing Jin do it Yeah, two minutes later in the exact same sequence. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And uh, the same kind of goes for when they're on uh, when they're on Jeddah, when they're about to get to Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeddah? Uh, Jedi? Connection there, maybe? Well, you only have 26 characters in the alphabet. You know, you, you run out of planet names. You run out of letters and configurations. Um but with, um, you know, when they reach Jetta and then you see Cassian and her get, the, you know, they go through their thing. They're fighting a shitload of stormtroopers. That's where they meet, um, you know, Chariot and... Malbus. Mal- yeah, Malbus. That was really long. Now that it's, and if, if I had to go in back into particular sequences, yeah, you know, maybe if you cut each part by like 30 seconds to a minute and a half, I probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have felt so long. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm a director and I shot all these scenes, I'm not going to want to cut shit. And we're also nitpicking here. Yeah, we're nitpicking. I actually, again, like Joe didn't, you know, he kind of has mixed feelings about it. But I, you know, I like the movie. I really did. Not that it's my favorite Star Wars movie. So which one's your favorite then? Uh, was it from the original trilogy, four, five, and six? Was it from one, two, and three? Or was it the new episode seven? Oh, it definitely wasn't one, two, or three. And I didn't even see three. I, I got, I was fed up with one and two. I never saw Revenge of the Sith. And Which is probably the best one out of those three. It's but the best one out of the trilogy. That's not saying never, much. You know, but, I, you know, I've never seen it. 
we've um, literally watched, like rewatched all these movies, I'd get to that one. And I'm like, ah. I'd give up. I just don't have any energy for it. The first two, uh, the, the Phantom Menace wasn't that bad. I thought it was okay. I I liked it. Um, I like Darth Maul. I think he's one of the best characters in, in, in the Star Wars universe. I think if if episode one had more of him in it, I don't want to get into an episode one discussion, but if they had more of him in it and and uh, more of the lightsaber battles and, and stuff, I think it would have been a better movie. I think the acting was a, a pretty poor in those those three that trilogy. Um, and I the kid who played Anakin, both of them are annoying as shit, and I think that's what what ultimately killed a lot of, of no, those I movies. think if you want my opinion, I feel like that they the, the actors themselves, they all had a capacity and you had some pretty you had some pretty decent and I'm not, acting crew. You had Ewan McGregor, yeah, I was you gonna had say, Natalie let, Portman. Let me let me clarify. I don't think it's the actor's part. I think it's more the direction they were given. Direction and the writing. The, the dialogue was terrible. That yeah, that's be, that's a good point. That is terrible. That I could compare that to one of the other like most terrible movies I've seen in theaters. And what the hell was it called? Brothers Grimm. Oh shit! Yeah. Who was in that movie? I think it was Heath Ledger. And some, yeah, I don't and remember. Was it Ben Affleck or someone? I don't else? think it was Ben Affleck. Maybe I it mean, was Matt Damon. I don't know. You know, I don't even care. Oh, uh, Matt Damon may have been it. But this movie was awful. The dialogue was so terrible, and it stood out to me because it sat in theaters, and I wondered to myself, why did I see this movie in theaters? Why did I come here? I have no idea. But then, you know, I could akin like especially episode two. That one was the worst. That had to have been some of the most terrible dialogue. And this is nothing new. Everybody I've ever spoken with who's seen the movie said the same exact thing. Forums will tell you the same exact thing. Just really awful acting. And it was Matt Damon. Was it Matt Damon? Yeah. I like Matt Damon. See, like, bad dialogue will ruin any actor. Jonathan Price was in that, too. They had a decent cast. Monica Bellalu. That's crazy. Anyway, it's not our point. Um, yeah, so in, in the end, Rogue One was good what was your favorite part i said mine what was yours my favorite part um and for what reason i mean i have to you know what i i can't single out a single a single part um no you have to come back to me on that because i can't you know off the top of my head there might be a couple one you know one of the ones that maybe immediately sticks out to me is actually the saddest moment to me in the film was when um k2so you know, th- when he dies. Because he's get- still doing what he needs to do. He's literally like, you know, he- he's giving them instructions while they're trying to get the tape or, you know, whatever they're trying to get. And the hard he's drive, shoot- yeah. yeah, he's shooting these stormtroopers like it's no, you know, like it's nothing. And he's just telling them what's going on, even though like disaster is like enfolding all around him until he goes until, you know, he can't go no more. Yeah, it's like he- he- the equivalent of a robot working till his last breath yeah it, it was um hey, that honestly i agree with you i have a i, I look at him like a pet like I, he's a <laughs> robot you know what i mean he's not he's not human where humans can make decisions and are assholes to people so you kind of feel bad for this robot guy who, whose whole job was just to to be an assistant or do whatever he was told by uh, cassian or, or whoever and um, he followed his orders all the way to the end, so you got to feel bad for him. Yeah. Plus, like he's you sp- he spends the movie telling like, oh, we only have like a thirty seven percent chance, like success rate yeah, or whatever. He, he he. So he, you know that he analyzes the situation. He knows what's going to happen to him. He knows that his likelihood of surviving, you know, this 
onslaught of stormtroopers is going to be, but he continues to do it. And at that point in time, he wasn't even ordered. He just knew what he had to do. So I think, yeah, that kind of, that got me. That's that, that's why it's one of my least favorite parts, because I didn't want the, that little shit to die. It was, you know, like I said, I don't know if I would describe it as my favorite part of the movie, but if if I had to pick out any one scene that really stood out to me, it would be that. Because of, hold on, it was an emotional thing, connection. Um. Other than that, your least favorite part, do you have one of those? I mean, you said that there were certain scenes that were long. Was there a – like for me, I can't stand the Asian daredevil guy. I don't know why. I just didn't like him. And I think part of that is because that Malibus guy, I kind of liked him and he was part of the reason uh, they both died. Like he, he – Malibus tried to protect this, this Asian dude because he was blind and everything and they both – yeah. Not like they, they were going to die anyway, but. If I, you know what, the second person, if I got, you know, if I had to pick a second person like that I got upset with that who died was um, probably Malbus because his friend just died. He's like, you know, his friend essentially, he, he, you know, he does something super critical. He turns on a master switch so that they can get the communication through. Um, and then he bites know, the fucking dust. You know, he, yeah, he bites the dust. Malbus, he, he knows what he has to do and. It just he walks into his own death too, but he's like you know at the very last right before he dies he look, looks over at his friend and he knows like you know he'll be joining him and that you know he's okay with it. Um, that was a little upsetting too. Um, the least upsetting probably because it was I think the um, when Jin and Cassian die, you know they succeeded their mission. They have this satisfaction in knowing they've done their job. They know they're about to die, but they have they have this peace kind of about them as they're watching just they're waiting for it they they, they walk impact. and wait for it the other ones end up getting shot and killed well they know they're they're most likely going to die they get they get shot or or killed uh waiting for it they don't get to see that 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 grand finale they don't get to make it that far right um and then you... yeah the pilot you don't remember his name um Technical difficulties. Technical there. difficulties. You know, it's, it's, some of these, some of these names are pretty hard to remember, and I'd have to see the movie two or three times to like really nail down their names. That's what I mean. That's part of the the thing with Star Wars for me, and why I got to watch it multiple times is to get these names down. Yeah, I mean, if you when he dies, you know, he's in the middle of doing something, you know, super critical, and then you know, the pilot. Yeah, he's trying to get the connection, the the cable connected to the. To the plane and then ends up getting blown up by a grenade or something that gets yeah, and shot you know he's trying his best too and he ends up dying. That was now that I'm thinking about it, you know, because we began this episode and we have a, we're a couple of days separated from seeing the movie. Yeah, I'm like, ah, you know what, the movie's good. Like everybody dies, it's fine. But now that I'm like really, I'm revisiting watching the movie. Yeah, you know, each death is kind of impactful. upsetting. It's See, impactful and it's kind of upsetting. What, what weirds me out about the the pilot. Um, I, uh, what's his name? Brody, Bodie, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I remember his name either, which is weird. I think it's Bodie or something like that. He, he, when, when he, when they find him in the jail cell, his brain is all messed up. He's like all fucked up from that alien guy. Or fucking traumatized with, yeah. or something. And they say that he's going to be like that for the rest of his life or whatever. At least that's the way I took it when they fucked with him. It's like, ah, you're going to be... This this dumb piece of garbage for the rest of your life, <laughs> and then he's like a normal dude again ten seconds later, and I'm like, was that just a? 
I got confused. I'm like, was that just maybe a temp, uh, a, a symptom of something for a few minutes? Like or? he was on drugs or something? Yeah. But now he's normal again. So I don't, I don't know. I, I thought he was going to be dumb for the rest of the movie. I thought that was going to be the end of him in this movie, actually. No, see, like they cut the scenes where he went through like horrible withdrawal. I'm guessing. Yeah, they didn't want to make the film any longer. <laughs> oh, that, that's what made the editing room floor. We didn't have to see his downfall, his uh, his DTs. So, um, I mean, you got anything else? You know, I think I covered a lot, you know, again, with what stuck out for me in the film, what I liked about the film, what I didn't like. So, yeah, I think we, you know, I think I covered my portion of it. So, the final thoughts are, obviously, Lori, you liked the movie. I'm still on the fence and we'll have to watch it again, either on Blu-ray or... Whenever it gets released, because I don't go to the movies twice. So, um, that being said, that wraps that up. And uh, we're going to move on to some news for the podcast. We will not be returning next week for the holiday and be back the first week of January. I think that's what, January 3rd will be the next episode that's released? January 2nd the Monday. So, January 2nd. And um, we're going to move to a new format, because these uh, three times a week episodes... Um, while they're great, the, the feedback is people would like to hear everything in, in one long hour episode. So we're going to move to the one hour once a week format. Um, feel free to email us at hello at, at nerdcaster.com, uh, and let us know your feedback if you don't agree. And maybe we'll go back to the other format. Um, anything else you have to say? No, I would just say, you know, um, before we sign off, you know, visit our website, nerdcaster.com. Um, we do submit and write you know supplementary articles like to our you know podcasts and you know different things maybe something we're not covering on the show but we'll cover it on the website um that being said there will probably be articles going up uh between now and the next podcast episode so definitely check that out uh in fact one was just released on tuesday about the new super mario run game give that a look yeah and um you know follow us on twitter at Nerdcaster. Nerd underscore caster. Nerd underscore caster. Um, follow us on Instagram, you know, at Nerdcaster, no underscore. And um, like us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Nerdcaster. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at London Riley, L-O-N-D-O-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. And also my, you know, gamer tag on PSN is London Riley spelled exactly the same way. And you can find me on PSN at LordQX4, on Twitter at LordQX4, on Wii U at LordQX4, pretty much LordQX4 for me across the board. And that'll do it for this episode. Nerdcaster out. <laughs>